gone tripping. Yeah. Welcome, Cameron. Welcome, Ren. All right. Oh, I like yes. I, mean, I like being welcomed. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Episode yeah. Octo. Yes. So Crazy. eight is my lucky number. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, it's my favorite number. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's because... You know, I was the eighth kid in my family. Oh, that's a good... Um, okay, sure. Or if I just got that number one time in, in baseball I a, and I, I hit a home run or something. I have a friend who's a triplet. Um, <laughs> okay. And he just told me he started listening to the podcast. Thanks, Ooh, Ryan. Ooh, nice. Um, he's a triplet, and so he's a, everything he does is three. Three, yeah. yeah so yeah. I could definitely see the eight eight kids kind of thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Eight wonders of the but world. It's funny how your favorite number comes about. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, our daughter's seven. <laughs> and so seven's her favorite number right now. That makes sense. But it's a big number for but, her right but now. But yeah, but last year it was six. So uh. yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure that's going to turn to eight. Sure. Uh, this summer. So yeah. <laughs> the year it stops is when you're really an adult. <laughs> exactly. So I'm really excited about episode eight. Um, Hey, but, uh, you better not be getting ahead of yourself. Ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. just saying I'm excited about episode eight in general. Okay. Like, okay. yeah, I, I I it's eight. Yeah, it's my favorite number. Yeah, it's a great. So, it's gonna be a great um, but we also have great guests. Yeah, we also have um, a really good drink. Yeah, we so, do. And now that's what you're afraid of. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were gonna that, skip. Huh? I thought yeah. you were gonna skip the drink of the day because if we drink stop, of the day, stop now. I mean, I that'd know, be silly. Right? So, what is the drink of the day? Ooh, that is genuine Hank's Gourmet Philadelphia Recipe Root Beer. That's just up the street from here. So yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah couple hours yeah but, a couple uh, hours. i mean just up, street, just up the street definitely so, a yeah. uh an easy road trip <laughs> yes so uh hank's gourmet root beer philadelphia recipe uh it uh, is very low in sodium caffeine free um product of the usa and uh does have a california cash refund oh also uh <laughs> refund in connecticut iowa are you just reading the back? Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, this was actually introduced to me by a friend of mine. Ooh, did you see that? Oh, you got the like the it's foam. Got, yeah, it's fog. got the like draft coming off of yeah. it. Yeah, that's awesome. So we'll go ahead and cheers. Ah, cheers. Yes. So this is uh, Hank's Gourmet Root Beer. Mm. That's solid root beer. Yeah, it doesn't have that like bitterness that I'm, I usually associate it's, with root beer. It's pretty smooth. Um, yeah. It uh, was introduced to me by a friend. Uh, came over to watch football games and mm. i said uh you bring sodas i'll bring the hors d'oeuvres and uh yeah he brought root beer so um, and i was gonna make fun of the whole gourmet thing but i do it's, taste gourmet. It's, it's not it's not yeah. i mean don't it's get me wrong i do love a and w root beer but this is no a and w root beer no it's not this is not uh what, what this is not your mother's root beer yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not dad's root beer yeah you ever had dad's root beer Oh, I have actually. <laughs> now that you mention it, I have yeah. had dad's root beer. Yeah, exactly. So that's so funny. It's not my dad's root beer, which yeah. is the best root beer. Like my dad actually makes homemade root beer. Your dad does root beer too? Oh, wait. He, so he's a great man and a root beer man? Yeah. So he's a chemist. And oh. uh, so he likes to mix things sure, together. Sure, sure. So yeah. Yeah. We grew up, uh, homemade root beer was a constant, especially during the summer. We liked to party, and our party drink was root beer. Nice. Uh, not beer, root beer. So, right. well, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, speaking of, yes. I mean, our, well, our guest for today. Yeah. Let's get into our guest today. So this actually fits too. It, yeah. uh, it looks we picked like it out perfectly. It looks like a, a <laughs> beverage, an adult beverage. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, we, um, 
you kind of teased it last episode, not even knowing that. Yeah, not it's even a real knowing thing. it. Yeah. Yes. So, so today we have uh, Kathy Gardner, not yes. to be uh, confused with my co-host Ren Garner here. <laughs> yes, uh, Kathy Gardner <laughs> of Ray's Tavern. Yes, Ray's Tavern out of Green River, Utah. Yeah. Um, I I have mentioned multiple times on the show that uh, Goblin Valley, Utah, is like one of my favorite places to right. go to. Um, and when I first was introduced to the place, uh, we went to Green River because uh, that was the closest place. And my buddy who introduced me to God in the Valley said, we, oh, I got to go to Ray's Tavern. And I said, what's that? And he's like, it's a hole in the wall. And that's right. all I needed to hear. And and now, so, <laughs> now anytime we talk about Utah or even just that general area, Ray's, uh, Tavern. Ray's Tavern comes up. Yes. And I think last episode or maybe the episode before I said, uh, we're just going to have to have them on at this it, point because it, we talk about we them talk so about frequently. So much. Exactly. And so I reached out and got a hold of Kathy. Yeah. Kathy, you there? Yes, I am. How are you guys this morning? Doing excellent. Good, Doing good. excellent. Uh, yeah. So thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Definitely. Uh, I know it's a two hour difference from where we are and you are. I, know. <laughs> I feel like we're talking to a celebrity. How often I hear about this place? <laughs> you know what? It's been around since 1943. So 1943. we're very lucky to have wow. so many loyal followers. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was going to say. So, Kathy, it's been around since 1943, and I know that uh, you. Uh, have not is that correct have been, not been around since 1943 you are correct <laughs> okay good just want to make sure <laughs> but, uh, yeah so so I am the third owner okay third oh owner. okay that's what i was going to ask next that's yeah so when did you take over ray's tavern we brought ray's in 1995 1995 so i have not been to ray's tavern without Kathy being the owner. Oh. So when I talk good, good things about it, it's yes. talking good things it's about Kathy. Kathy's raise. Yes, tavern. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So I, I was going to say, Kathy, so one of the things um, about your, your place um, that, uh, and it's been a few years since I've been out there, um, but I remember uh, the, the first thing that caught my eye was just the, easygoing feel uh there's rafting pictures all over the wall um the outdoor adventures of that that central area of, of utah um the 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 one big thing i noticed was there's you have a lot of different uh, beers on tap for those who like to drink beer um tell us some more about your restaurant micro brews all brewed in the state of utah on awesome. tap Awesome. That's nice. awesome. And so when you're going there, you're, you're not only just visiting a place in Utah, you're getting a piece of Utah, um, exactly. and which is really cool. Um, one of the things on your website that you talk about, uh, and this is just exactly, I mean, I read that. I was like, that's exactly how I felt. And that's how I feel when I do go out hiking or doing stuff in the outdoors all day in the sun is you come back and get a good meal, good, get something good to eat. Um, and that's kind of what Rays is all about. It's the place. It's the place you end up when you're done, right? <laughs> no, it is. You come in here and you're hungry, and we hook you up. And then lots of times you meet friends that you met out just on the trail or on the river, and uh, just have a good time. Exactly, and that's nice. and that's exactly the feel that is there. Um, Cameron, actually, so we were talking the other day mm -hmm. um, about. So just so you know. Uh, Cameron is a vegetarian. Yep. Um, and I'm a meat eater. <laughs> and, and so uh, we we joke around with each other back and forth quite a bit Absolutely. about our food choices. But that's one of the things that, as a traveler for him, it's always one of the things that's on his mind is you know what vegetarian options are there. Mm -hmm. And um, 
the the one thing that we were talking about that we we're talking about actually a chain restaurant that he was going to go ahead Cameron and, and tell this uh, story leading into the package stuff oh oh right so uh it, it was at one point uh my I think it was my you don't have to say the chain either you can just oh. yeah it, it, well, it's just a national be, chain yeah <laughs> it might be hard to avoid the name but yeah. uh so uh, um my I think it was my grandmother's birthday she really wanted to go to uh, a restaurant a, a chain restaurant but she considers this place one of the fancier places yeah um and this place is very specific to seafood mm-hmm. um and I, I called them up and I said hey you know my grandmother wants to go there I'm a vegetarian. If I go, is there going to be any options for me? And uh, this place was the only place I've ever called that said, no, we don't have any options. And what happened when you asked, what about a salad? Yeah, I said, what about salad, right? Of course, because, I mean, <laughs> at least almost every place has at least salad or, or fries or something. So I asked, uh, what about salad? And uh, she said, uh, no, no, all that stuff is already tossed with shrimp. So basically, oh she was admitting to me that they never made any of the salads fresh at any point. <laughs> it was all just coming into a bag, yeah. I imagine. And, and that's one thing about Ray's is right. uh, everything's no. fresh, right? It is. We come in every morning and cut our fries fresh. We chop our salad. We don't use anything that is not fresh and prepared by us. Which is a big draw for a lot of people. Absolutely. Well, you can taste yeah. the difference. You really can. You and, can for sure. Yeah. And I, and so, so if you called us and we didn't have a vegetarian option for you, we would say, what can we do for you? And, and I, we do that a lot for people. Right. I, I think that's the, the advantage for a small business like yourself. You can, you can kind of take things as you go and you can, you can pivot as you need to. And, uh, you know, your, your tavern says, uh, that, uh, right on the front, uh, it says it's a place for everybody. And, right. and I think that you can say that when you don't prepackage all of your meals. Oh, you yeah. Know, you, well, can, when, you can say, well, you know, we got a kitchen back here, not <laughs> just six microwaves. Well, when you don't <laughs> have everything prepackaged, then you're able to. Right. You can actually customize. Much like a stuff. startup business, right. you're able to uh, adapt and change and uh, for people's different tastes and different things. And I mean, I, I was I was reading your menu and I'm extremely uh, intrigued about the homemade apple pie. Yes. That, of course, is vegetarian <laughs> and I would be all over that. <laughs> it is delicious. I do make it my myself and we are wow. famous for it yeah I, uh, so uh, so is it your recipe or is it something that came oh, with the that's restaurant a great question. you bought the restaurant no, that's a great it's question it's my recipe it's Ooh. a family recipe wow nice. so do, is so it, you want to share that with us it, no, I can't <laughs> share it with you <laughs> just joking have to get in the vault yeah exactly right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is awesome well i so i've been um I have been to your uh, restaurant a few times, like I said. Um, every time I've gone to Goblin Valley, it's with a new group of people, and I say, we got to go to Green River uh, for Ray's Tavern for one of our meals. And I've, I've had your hamburgers, and I've had your steaks, and your french fries, and never have left there dissatisfied. Oh, um, thank you. Thank so, you very much. No problem. So if you don't mind, maybe share some of the other items that are, you got burgers, you got steaks. What are some other, uh, of course, the apple pie. apple pie. What are some other options that you have uh, available at the restaurant? Well, we have salads. We have the vegetable burger. Oh, they have <laughs> oh, a veggie burger. Do. That is a we huge great deal. pork chops. And we have a seafood selection. Okay. Yeah. And then we just 
cater to people whatever they want. The other day we had a baby in here that absolutely had to have macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and the waitress ran across the street, got some macaroni and cheese, and he did it up for the baby. And the baby was happy. And the parents were happy. That's we awesome. were happy. <laughs> uh, and that's that seriously is the epitome of why I love small businesses right. uh, here in America. And that's it's it's one of those things where um, every time I go and I travel, I, I, there's times that you have to stop at McDonald's because it's, you know, on the way and it's like, okay, five minutes with the kids, right? that type of thing. But when I always make, go out of my way to make sure, uh, to hit up these small businesses, especially restaurants. Cause I like food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, um, frequent those places because the food is always fresh. The, they're always willing to go the extra mile. It's that right. good old home and things that are kind of forgotten. You know, technical technology is right. brought us to a whole new world. Um, but when I, I mean, back when I was a kid, even it was, it was how can I make my customer happy? Right. Uh, you, you get into these bigger businesses and it's how many butts can I get through the door right. and get out of here? Exactly. <laughs> it is. And we, you know, if you go to a chain restaurant, the, the servers can't do anything that they can't punch into that computer. Exactly. Yep. Mm, and here you come in and you tell somebody, hey, this is what I need and we can make it happen. Oh, yeah. Right. And that, that Mac and uh macaroni and cheese story i mean that and that's something like that is not going to like really come across the way it should when you read it like through an online review i mean right. I, would, I would read that and i'd be like wait what the guy did <laughs> what you know but but hearing it i mean of course that's an amazing story and i oh, think yeah. uh, of course race tavern has a, an amazing score on, on google and everything else that i saw um but some other businesses aren't so lucky when it comes to that do you guys like have a lot of problems with the uh, reviews that you're just like wait we're did this person even come in? <laughs> you know, you, we've had a couple people we haven't been able to please, and they're always the first ones to post it. Right. Mm. So, but, and, right. you know, some people just just can't be pleased. Yeah. But yeah. If we have something for everyone. We are not fancy. Or you can come in fancy. If you have a special occasion, we'll decorate for you. We have outdoor dining a patio with a cool mister. You can make reservations to have the whole patio to yourself. Wow. That's and awesome. we do get large groups like that all the time. We get 40 people at a time. That's and awesome. And if you walk up to our door and say, we have 25 people, you don't, we'll make it happen. We'll make a table for you. We'll set you up. You don't need reservations. You know, where a lot of restaurants say if you have more than six you need a reservation oh yeah right well and, and that's the thing that's amazing to me kathy that you're able to do that because i've been I, like i said i've been and it's not the it's not a giant building um no. so i imagine your kitchen is not a giant kitchen so the fact that you guys are able to do that uh and, right. and with serve less those, with almost less resources you, you're able to serve people better well, yeah with with fresh yeah. food is awesome yeah with fresh <laughs> food our kitchen is probably 10 by 18 feet. Wow. wow. It. And, but it's easily, it's just organized, you know, and we have not that many things on the menu. We don't have 500 things on our menu. Yeah. You know, we have 20 things that we do out of that kitchen and really can't do more. You, well, guys, you guys have the experience to yeah. back it up. <laughs> and, and one of the things, and one of the things we talk about, Kathy, uh, a lot is expectations. I think that's where a lot of stuff comes when you look at reviews online and stuff. Uh, 
a lot of the bad reviews are, you know, expectations aren't met in the fact of, but they're also expectations aren't yeah, they're unrealistic. Realistic. Yeah, yeah. They're so, you know, I show up with a party of 25 people and then I go and I complain on online and this is what happens a lot. Right. Complain online that the I had to wait 40, slow. I had to yeah. wait yeah, 45 <laughs> minutes for our food. Well, Ridiculous. there was 25 people that just showed up out of nowhere. Like, what do you do? And it's all fresh. Like, right. it's not exactly, you know, it's not a package deal. So, um, those are kind of the things and that's where as travel goes and one of the things that gone tripping podcast is all about is really helping people understand expectations and kind of look at retrospectively of like, listen, um, I think it's safe to say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, if, if you show up with a party of 25, you will get taken care of. Um, but it won't be in 10 minutes. It will be, you'll be taken care of and be fed properly. Uh, And, and I, and that's where like, I, I, for me, every time I've been to Ray's Tavern, it's, I'm ending my day at Ray's Tavern and I sit there for two hours <laughs> and enjoy myself and relax and enjoy this wonderful meal. Right. That's not something you're going to get from a chain restaurant. And beyond. Yeah. So yeah, totally. And that's, and when you talked about like talking with people, uh, that you met on the trail or just in general, I, 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 uh, know that when I've been to your restaurant, at least two of the times I've had the opportunity to talk with people that like, Oh, where'd you guys go today? And they would tell me what they were doing and they were out dirt biking, uh, out in the Hills in there. And, and, uh, they're asking me what I was doing. I'm like, Oh, I was, you know, hanging out in little wild horse Canyon, just did an eight mile, you know, round right. trip, uh, hike through there. And, uh, yeah. And, and you're able to make good friends. And, um, that's one of the nice things about that area of central Utah and why I love it so much is because, there's not a lot of, I mean, do you know what the population of Green River is? We have about 900 people. That's what I thought. Wow. Yeah. I, I the think business depends on people that are coming through town. Exactly. Interesting. And I think I told the camera, uh, I think I, was, yeah, I think there's like 4,500 people there, but I was way off. Yeah. So I, I, I gave it even, <laughs> gave it even more. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was not I, I was probably that. thinking of Selena or Salina. Selina, uh, yeah, yeah, she probably yeah. were. But yeah. we're... Uh, an oasis in the middle of the desert. Yes. <laughs> I like miles that. Grand Junction on I-70. It's 110 to Salina. Yeah. Wow. Here in Salina, there are no stops. You better <laughs> make sure you've fueled up and gone to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and, and it's one a of the, beautiful drive. It is. So, it's super beautiful. It is. And Utah is a beautiful state. It is. It, and, and, you know, I've, I've told the stories before, so I'll go too deep into it, but there was a time where I got two flat tires uh, in the uh, San Rafael swell. I was exploring oh it, and uh, luckily got saved by the only car that we saw that day. Um, <laughs> and they they gave me a plug for my tire, and so I had to drive uh, really slowly on these dirt roads and to get to Green River to get a new tire. And I mean, I got there like right before closing, and they hooked me up. And so the people of Green River are super friendly as well. Um, they are. They are. We ha- we're so lucky to be around the people we are, and the customers that come in. You know, they hi. How are you today? You might not know their name, but you recognize them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're glad to see the same people that have been here since 1995. Not they feel familiar when they come here. Right. It's, it's almost like a Western version of Cheers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, norm. Yeah. And so we were talking to you earlier too and and 
you guys have won some different uh, distinguished awards. Uh, best places to eat on I-70, is that correct? What other ones? Pit stop on I-70. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the 10 best places to eat in the state of Utah. Wow. Very nice. Uh, Diners Anonymous Award. And then just lots of great articles. We've had one in Sunset, several in the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, in tourist magazines, like AAA, they like you to pay and sign up, but they put Ray's Tavern in there just because it's mandatory that oh, people yeah. stop at Ray's when it, you're in Green River. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Yes. So, no. Well, and and that- we just don't, we're not fancy at all. You know, we just make it consistent and try to please everybody and make them feel at home. Exactly. And that's where, you know, and that's the thing. When you go to Ray's Tavern, you need to make sure that you know what you're going for. And that's uh, the the city slickers. <laughs> <laughs> like they, this guy. Yeah, city slickers. <laughs> which, I, I mean, I grew up in Boise, which is 250,000 people. But right. uh, city slickers, they have this mentality of, okay, this restaurant uh, needs to look a certain way. And so right. they, they might show up to raise and they see this building that is not hasn't been built i mean you said been around since 1943 i'm yes. assuming it hasn't moved <laughs> it has not <laughs> yes and so and they're expecting this like brand new construction in the last 10 years right and but go beyond that and not just with ray's tavern any of these small you know small communities you go to these small businesses and you look at the outside and you're like oh i don't know that can't have good food well as a foodie myself, I'm telling you right now, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's usually they have the best food. Right. That's sorry. You <laughs> know, the, it's different food. It's, it's not the exact same food that you can get in Salina or Grand Junction. Exactly. Exactly. So when you want something different. You go to a small hole in the wall. Exactly. Right. And uh, and we definitely love those. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in being able to taste the the fact that the person cared. Yeah. When they're making it. Yeah. I that's, think that's like a huge thing. <laughs> You know, we have the master cook here. Last uh-huh. night we had a group of 19 people. They all had steaks and they all came out at the same time and they were cooked perfectly. Wow. Nobody that's, sends it back. That wow. Awesome. And in such a small kitchen, that's really yeah. impressive. <laughs> I was I was saying that Ray's Tavern's got to have the best cook in town, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they do. They do. And he's, you know, he's been here since day one. We all came together. Wow. That's even cooler. So are you, right. are you from Green River then? I have only been in Green River since 1978, but okay. I do call it home. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Right, where are you, do you mind if we ask some personal questions? No, go ahead. Okay, so where are you from originally? I was born in New York. Oh, oh me just, too. Just up the road. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in Brooklyn, and then we moved to uh, Westchester County, and then we moved to California. Okay. And then uh, I got married, and we came here. Awesome. We had four boys. And it was the perfect place for boys. Green River is the perfect place to raise your children. It, it you is. Hike, bike, golf, camp, fish, hunt, ride your ATVs. <laughs> you, and people come, you know, say from the city and they look and they go, oh, what do you do here? <laughs> they, oh my gosh, we never have a dull moment. Yeah. For, well, and that's and that's the truth. Like, so for, for people who that's, don't know where Green great. River, Utah is, it's tucked in the middle of nowhere between uh, three awesome national parks 
within what, what about an hour and a half or so each direction. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, of course, my favorite place, Goblin Valley State Parks, which, if I remember correctly, is about 40 miles. Um, uh, or maybe it's 40 minutes, 20 miles. Yeah, uh, it's about 40 minutes. 40 minutes, yeah. Um, and uh, which, I mean, so many people have not heard or been to Goblin Valley. And I don't know how you feel about it, but it's like one of my favorite places. <laughs> and, you know, kids love Goblin Valley. Oh, it's they love it. They can run around those goblins and climb on them and hide. And it is the greatest place for kids. Well, and, and, and my buddy who introduced me, he's from Salt Lake. And um, he said they'd go there all the time when they were in scouts. Mm. And I was yeah. just like imagining the the amazing uh night games that were played out oh yeah <laughs> it, uh, amongst the goblins um <laughs> light tag ca- capture the flag and light tag and different sure. things because it's just i mean there's no light so when no. you're out there you see every star in the galaxy That's it's amazing awesome. <laughs> and if it's a full moon night those goblins can kind of scare you <laughs> oh it, totally totally uh, yeah <laughs> It doesn't even have to be a full moon. You come, <laughs> you yeah. come around all of a sudden. Like there's a shadow just from a little bit of, of uh, uh, moonlight, and it, it can like scaredy cat like me definitely. <laughs> I have, to have somebody else with me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And we're forty five minutes from the arches. Yep. Entrance and Dead Horse Point. Wow. And. Yeah, Utah has five national parks. Exactly. So we are so fortunate. How far are you from uh, from uh, Capitol Reef? Uh, about about an hour. About an hour. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what what's uh, Kathy's favorite national park in Utah? I'm gonna have to say Goblin Valley. Oh. Or my, or my grandkids love it so much. It, but I also love Bryce Canyon. That so, is the one. Dude. That is the one I've not been to yet. Oh, is Bryce Canyon? Um, You'll have to go there one of these days. Yes. they're just all beautiful, and the Zion's is awesome, and the Slot Canyons—they're amazing. Also, at Goblin Valley, we have a couple Slot Canyons. Yeah, so, Little Wild yeah. Horse Canyon um, right. is right there, and it's really—if it's your first time ever doing a Slot Canyon, it's a great one to start in. Um, that was like, that was my first time and it was, is a great experience. Uh, the other thing I think that, that I loved about Goblin Valley is, um, arches and Canyonlands. Well, in actually between, they're only 20 minutes apart, but arches is way not worse, but it has a lot more traffic. Um, yes. And, and so when you're there, you're not the only one where I've been to Goblin Valley and there's other people. It's just, you're spread out. And so you might see somebody, you know, once an hour type thing. Mm. <laughs> uh, but it makes it a bit scarier too. It, it, <laughs> yes. That's why, but you know, my thoughts, you never hike alone. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> no, you're, that's right about the arches. It is so busy. Some days they even have to shut it down. Yes. Yes. Right. And that's, and that's the thing is, is so we went to, um, for my, so I went for my birthday pretty much uh, like a nine year stretch every, every year I'd go down to Goblin Valley for my birthday. And, um, the one year we went and I had a very ambitious friend that went with me and uh, we, we slept maybe like 12 hours and we went to uh, Goblin Valley. Uh, we went to Arches and Canyonlands and then we also did um, Capitol Reef through that whole stretch. And uh, we even stopped at Ray's. <laughs> but uh, the 
the the crazy thing was is Archie's was great and I'd been there before, but I hadn't been to Canyonlands, which was twenty minutes away, and I didn't really understand that. But Canyonlands is awesome, and it's way less uh, visited. <laughs> yeah, and yes. and there's a lot of there's more wildlife because it was less visited. Mm. I mean. I got 30 yards from this giant ram. <laughs> I, I keep mishearing whenever you're saying Canyonlands to I'm hearing Candyland. Candyland. Is, that, is that on purpose? I'm assuming. No, that's just how I talk. <laughs> no, 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 not by you. I mean like the name. Oh, like, did Canyon. They, did no, they name just, it Canyonlands? No, because there's a lot of canyons. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean Candyland. Yeah. Canyonland. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's. I'm saying like, like w- you know, which one came first? That might be Candyland or Canyonlands? Yeah. Oh, Candyland for oh, sure. Oh, it's got to be Canyonlands. Oh, you think Canyonlands <laughs> came oh. before Candyland? <laughs> I'm just, I, oh. I just assumed that Candyland was a game from like a long now. time ago. <laughs> I have to say Canyonlands. You're going to have to let us know when you Google it. Yeah, we'll have to Google yeah, that. I'm going to try, uh, try Googling it right now. <laughs> we actually have a, a producer that's starting with us uh, in, yeah. in two weeks. So She's going to be helping us with She'll be able to Google that stuff for us right now. Because what a weird question. Canyon land. Yeah. So basically, I, the first national park, I believe, was like 1908 or something like that. But, uh, um, which I think was uh, Yellowstone. But, uh, okay. So, Canyonland Canyon game. Canyonland was established September 12th, 1964. Oh, okay. So, actually, Ray's Tavern is older than the Canyon Lands. Right. Look at that. Older than dirt around here. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty of it every night when we sweep the floor from people trekking it in from their hikes. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you <laughs> know, last night we job. had a couple that came in, and they were from San Diego actually, and they had stopped at the visitor center in St. George, and the person who was working at the visitor center in St. George said. You, if you're going through Green River, you have to eat it right. Oh, nice. We have groups of geologists from the UK, uh, Netherlands, everywhere. Russia. We had one last night from Russia. And uh, the guys that left last night, they were feeling like family because they'd been here for two nights already. And they, you know, of course, they said, if you're ever in Russia, we want to treat you as good as you treated us. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So. And then we just cater to them when they come because, you know, they come here and they look at all the rock formations around Green River and they're just teaching geology. And uh, we always do sack lunches for them to take out in the field. We meet them down here at seven in the morning, fill their coolers, you know, just make them just take care of them like we're their mother or their brother, you know. That is sounds like awesome. True hospitality. Yeah. Yes, yes. Exactly. Well, in any place you go to and the uh, owners come out and they talk with you, right. that's that's the place you want to be. Uh, so to uh, end the, the Candyland debate. Candyland was published in 1949. Ooh. So it is before Candyland, but also still... Uh, makes Ray's Tavern older than Candyland. Yes, that is awesome. <laughs> well, I played Candyland when I was a child, so I'm not going to say how long ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it was after 1949. Right. So. <laughs> yes, <it was. laughs> no, for sure. Well, uh, the... I, I, just a curiosity, do you have a map in your restaurant that uh, people can pin where they're from? Oh. You know what? I have... I do not, actually... I have thought about it a bit, but people have started giving us those vinyl stickers. Oh, very cool. That, um, you know, and it tells about their clubs and things like that. 
So that's kind of interesting. And then we have 169 t-shirts hanging on the wall. Yes, I remember those. Yeah. We just take them right off their backs, that's, right in here. That is awesome. <laughs> well, we'll have to bring a Gone Trippin' one out to you. Absolutely. Actually, you know what? We're going to send one to you. Kathy. Yeah, we're going to send you a Gone Trippin' okay. t-shirt. <laughs> but, you know, people, I mean, the t-shirts, when you read them in here, that tells you a lot about where they're from and what they do. And Right. And then people have given us personal pictures of their river trips and things like that. So that's fun to look at. Yeah. Yeah. No, I so, definitely but, remember you know, that map is, I should get right on that. If you guys come back in, in the next few months, you will see one. Okay. Oh, very like cool. That. Very cool. <laughs> we're no, we're going to have to definitely, when you put it up, uh, get us a picture so we can uh, blast it out there. Well, I'm just sitting here listening to you tell, you know, people from Russia, right, Russia, uh, you know, San Diego, and then you're just going all over the place. It, anybody who spent time in the middle of nowhere, Utah, you would, it'd be hard to believe that there's people from all over the world that are sitting right, right there. <laughs> do you guys have, do you guys find it difficult to kind of balance the, like the local feel while also, you know, your main business being tourists? No, we don't. You, you know, what you see is what you get and we don't, Everybody likes it. It doesn't matter if you're used to fine dining or you're happy when you leave. You know, and I like that. Of course we do the our decoration is thrift store tables and chairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and low, low overhead. Like that. That's the way keep the money going with the food. Right. <laughs> we exactly. do have four tables that have been in here since nineteen seventy nine. Wow. Are made the wood out of pine trees, and those things are indestructible. But nothing else matches, you know. Um, yeah, it's just easy, easy to sure. be here. Yeah. Yes, and I, I, whenever I go into a restaurant like that, and of course after trying the food, it's so easy to tell. Like, oh, okay, their focus is you know the food and customer satisfaction yeah. and making sure everybody's happy. And not, you know, that I'm sitting in the same exact chair as the person next to me. Like, exactly. why does that matter for a restaurant? <laughs> well, you know, Ren, you've been here, so you know it's not really big inside. So um, you might have a full house and then one table has two people sitting at it. And we'll look at the table and we'll actually sit a couple more people with them. Oh, yeah. You know, so then they end up meeting people and talking through their meal. Well, and they love it. Well, and that's I think that's an experience in itself, right there. That's crazy. It's, that's one of the things I've I, I I love about traveling and and going and doing adventuring, is um and and a lot of times you can tell tell what tell where people are from, um, based on, but when I'm out on the trail, I love saying hello to anybody I walk by just because how i was raised you see somebody you say hi <laughs> right um especially like on a trail like that i mean you, that could be the only person you see for a while you yeah. want them to know that you're out there <laughs> well and, it, and it's just you know common courtesy to Absolutely. say hey how are you doing and that's you know that you don't want to have a full conversation with me but just say hey back and then we're good you know but uh i i just made a ton of friends out on trails out standing in lines to get to things um and we may not like call each other every week type friends but it's you know, Facebook, that's one good thing about Facebook is you're able to keep in contact with them. And, right. and, uh, I had one lady that contacted me cause her son was going to a college, um, uh, up in Boise. 
uh, to the only, one of the only colleges he could go to for the you know work he was trying to get. And she was she felt comfortable enough she could you know hey I got a son coming up there what's his what's it like uh, is there anything he should know anything I should be worried about sending my baby up there right. Um, <laughs> But you get these friendships, and so the fact that you know you can go to Ray's Tavern, uh, and they don't have an issue like of hey, you know what? There's two people at your table, and you can fit six. Do you mind if we've set these people with you? What an opportunity to meet somebody that you probably never would have met right, before. Right. Who who knows? And that's only going to happen if you, when you're on these kind of road trips, you don't skip the small towns. Yeah, no. You, you make it a point to hit those small towns because I think that's really where you're, if you're, if you're trying to get a unique experience, that's where you're going to find it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's not being, you know, doing the same exact thing as everybody else and making sure you get a good Instagram picture. But yeah, <laughs> well, right. so, so, uh, going back to your personal stuff too, like, uh, so you said you're married and you got four kids, uh, four sons. Yes, I do. And uh, so is it a true family business or do you, is it just you? No, it's a, it's a family business. Okay. Yes. We've, we've been doing it together. Some, some nights we go home, not talking to each other, but (laughs) (laughs) but, but after a good nap, it's all good. (laughs) Exactly. It wouldn't be family if that weren't the case. Right. right? So, right. That's, that, awesome. that's just spilling over passion. Yes. Of course. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. <laughs> but so, and then, and then you do, it sounds like you do uh, still find time to make it out and, and enjoy your, your travels yourself. Oh, we do. And I have grandkids, you know, all over the place and I go visit and nieces and nephews. So I do get to do a lot of excursions. Awesome. Well, do you mind? My husband loves to go camping, so we do that a lot. Do you mind if we ask what your favorite, like if, if anywhere you've traveled, what are your top three favorite places? Hmm. I love New York because of all the culture and the history. Right. Um, I love Colorado because of the mountains, and it's not too far. Right. And I guess I just love Utah. Yeah. The most. <laughs> the most. I love Utah because there's no mosquitoes. <laughs> oh no, you you just haven't come when they're here. That, that's probably oh. true. I I they're as big as drones. Yeah, well, <laughs> full disclosure: the time of years that I've gone uh, to Goblin Valley are either uh, April, May, or October. So, oh, uh, you're missing the summer months. Yeah, but those that's it's like 70 degrees, and it's you know 60 to 70 degrees. There's usually like a snowstorm that you can see in the distance. Um, but it's, it's a great time to go. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those, like, uh, almost like urban legends about everywhere. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And they don't have mosquitoes. And then, like, yeah. then you talk to somebody from the area and you're like, what are you talking about? I just watched my dog get carried <laughs> away by a mosquito swarm. <laughs> there's definitely well, mosquitoes here. If you get far enough into the desert where there's no water for them to breed. It's true. <laughs> true. At a certain point in the desert. Keep them killed off around here because you know, make sure there's no standing water and yeah. things like that. No, no homes for them. But. Yeah. Well, but we get them. Yeah, no. Uh, there's places uh, over by Yellowstone National Park that I've been where um, you walking th- you're walking through so many mosquitoes that you're like cutting butter, like oh, you're parting you're parting the mosquito sea uh, as you walk through, and it's just like oh. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. people have all kinds of remedies for keeping the mosquitoes away from them. Some people put a bounce in their hat. You know, they spray oh, yeah. themselves with skin so soft. Everybody's got a remedy. <laughs> I eat lots of garlic. That's what my mom always told me to do. Is eat lots of garlic. I've heard that works. Yeah. I have. Uh, so, apparently, they also don't like potassium. 
Mm. Oh, really? So bananas. Yeah. So uh, and everybody says bananas, but bananas for some reason I don't know why they get this like uh, they get this reputation of having a lot of potassium. But just lost my earpiece. Oh, is that, <laughs> I was like, what's going on over there? <laughs> um, potassium are uh, as far as bananas are concerned, uh, they're kind of like in the middle. Oh really? Uh, for potassium, yeah. Strawberries oh. is actually one of the best really? programs. So if you get strawberry banana blizzard from Dairy Queen, yes, <laughs> then you, the mosquitoes are going to stay far away from you. Yes, <laughs> mix in some garlic. Mix in some garlic on your yeah, smoothie there. Exactly. <laughs> I can eat a Dairy Queen if it means keeping the mosquitoes away. Uh, right? I'll sacrifice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, do you guys have a lot of Dairy Queen like ice cream places in the desert like that? No, not in Green River. We don't. Wow. Um, we like are putting in a frozen yogurt shop right across the street, so that, that'll be good. Yeah, those are nice. getting pretty big. Yeah, those frozen yeah. yogurt places. Yeah. Those are like replacing ice cream shops. Almost. Yeah. Like ice cream shops is not like as much of a thing. Uh, yeah. I think everybody like hears yogurt and they think it's healthier. It's I, definitely it's, not. It's not. No, no. It's a misnomer. <laughs> it's, but if it makes you feel good about it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it's so good. <laughs> You guys, you guys will have to do a. a, a you guys will have to do a deal uh, with the the homemade apple pie and the frozen yogurt from across the street. Oh. True, we, we could do that. Yeah, <laughs> let it awesome. across the street for dessert. Well, that's right. that's a good question. Does your apple pie come no. with a la mode? Does it, does it come with a la mode currently? It does. Yes. Okay. And we warm it up. That's awesome because no, apple pie is like with yeah. a little bit of vanilla ice cream. Oh, mm. especially when like the apple pie is like really hot and like yes. ice cream is really cold. <laughs> like right when you first get it. Oh, yeah. something about like the two temperatures <laughs> kills me. And no. we only do apple because that's my, what we do really good. Yeah. So right. we only do what we do good around here. Well, and, the, and that's <laughs> hey, that's good advice. Well, and that's truly <laughs> just in general, especially with something like a dessert like that. By picking one and sticking with it, you're able to make sure that the quality is always right exactly above anything else, and so that's awesome. But yeah, I think a, a lot of I think a lot of restaurants that I go to, the ones that I walk away from with like the most like dissatisfaction, are the restaurants that try to do too much. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. Yeah, I think, you do a little bit, you do it good. People right. know what to expect. They come in and they say this place hasn't changed in 25 years. Which you is. Know? And that's what they like. Yeah. Right. And you say, you're welcome. Well, and, and, right. and, well, I did sweep the floor yesterday, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, and that's that's one of the things I, I've, I've not really explored much uh, around Green River uh, food wise because I went to Ray's Tavern once. And that's all I needed. And right. so that's your place now. Yeah, I, I'm the I'm that weird guy that I find a pair of shoes I like, I buy five pairs, and <laughs> it'll last me a couple of years. <laughs> but right. uh, but yeah, like Ray's Tavern uh, definitely uh, they keep it the same, um, and it's it's tried and true. So right, whenever you're in the area, uh, you know you're gonna get a good meal. You know you're gonna get taken care of. Um, but, uh, no, that's, that's awesome. Kathy, uh, it's been awesome to have you. Yes. Thank you so show. much. Um, oh, I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much guys. Yes. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, I, I would, I'd like to say is uh, we're, we're going to get, uh, your address and everything that you'd like to send it to 
We're going to send you one of our t-shirts. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch and, and maybe have you on the show another time. Yeah. Hopefully live. Cause I, oh. I do want to go back out West Yeah, um, <laughs> for as often as you talk about Ray's Tavern, I, we have to go visit. I, I know. Right. It only makes sense. <laughs> I gotta go so see it. <laughs> when we start our road show, <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, we will make you one of the first stops. But, awesome. Uh, I look forward to seeing you. And gone tripping. So that was a really uh, interesting interview. Good yeah. interview with Kathy she Gardner. Was awesome. I did not realize that uh, I, because you know, it was like six or seven generations back. I'm pretty sure there was a D oh. in my last name. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, maybe we're related distantly. I don't maybe know, through marriage. I mean, you guys are from. That's a married name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So maybe not directly related. Yeah. But you guys are from the same general geographic area of the United States. More or less. I mean, well, remember she, yeah, I didn't say, but she was uh, born, oh, in, New born in New York. But actually. Um, oh, well, we need to know where the husband was born. That's we didn't true. ask her that. that we did not. Like, We're going to have to investigate. She, she did say she moved to California, I believe, and then got married. So, mm. yeah. But we'll have to, I mean, we'll check back with her. And this is going to be hard to do. In touch. I know, right? <laughs> finding but, finding uh, the relation. But I do have a lot of ancestry back here, I found. Really? So, well, like some, yeah. But uh, I actually have like a great, great 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 grandmother whoa that was born in hagerstown maryland are you serious dead serious what and i found out, i was like what is she the original and hager no her last name was uh han han <laughs> but uh, she was born here and then they moved from here to like kentucky somewhere wow but uh my dad who's like big into the genealogy we had that conversation and I was like, we'd never, none of us had ever heard of Hagerstown, Maryland before I moved here. No offense. But, I, uh, I think I'm a fourth generation immigrant, uh, on both sides. Oh really? Yeah. I think my great grandfather came over from Ireland and my great grandfather on my dad's side came over from Sicily. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So like, like on my mom's side, uh, they came over, I believe probably four generations, maybe three, hmm. but, hmm. uh, Hochstrasse. Yeah. <laughs> really. It's kind of funny, though. We thought we were German. Right. R- I gr- growing that. up, we were like, yeah, no, you're, we're German. We're German. And it turns out we're actually Swiss. Oh. So, yeah. Mm. And, uh, th- like, I, there's on my mom's line, um, there's, like, one split off that's from Germany, but it's, like... <laughs> Oh, back. It's like Germany, then Switzerland, then, <laughs> but like, but everybody else is from Switzerland. So yeah. Swiss. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I really How know are you is talking about genealogy. That's yeah, right. that is awesome. very weird. Yeah. That's quite the tangent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anywho, well, you're going to say, I mean, yeah, finish up what you're going to say. Oh no, no, that's fine. I was going to say, uh, oh, uh, the only thing I really know is that my brother did a 23 and me. And so oh, as really? long as we're actually related, yeah. then I know what my yeah, genealogy actually exactly. is. Exactly. So hey, did you get the I results back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was 50% Italian, 50% Irish. Oh, wow. So, nothing else. No, huh? nothing else. Really? They, and the way they did it, it was kind of weird. They said it was like, so I kind of like rounded up a little bit. They said 48% Irish and then 2% North uh, North European. Oh, really? And then 48% Italian and then 2% Southern European. So I was like, okay, well, that's right. Well, I, you know, as, as pale as enough. you are, no offense, right. but no, as pale as you are, I was thinking like 90% Irish, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but you don't have, yeah. So. That's, the, that's the thing is my brother is a lot darker skin than I am. Oh, So really? he got like the Italian side. I got the Irish side. Yeah, it's funny how it's that works, so right? Weird. Like, cause like you can, I got uh, five sisters, two brothers and 
it's like this split and then like you see like okay this one's so much more on my dad's side i that's me mm. and this one's so much more on my mom's side and then there's a bunch of mixed yeah but, but, uh, <laughs> oh like a great grayscale like, yeah <laughs> so like my middle brother i mean is like it looks identical to one of my mom mm. uh, to, to my mom's brothers when they were his age and like he's already got you know white hair Oh, that's wow. coming in. And he's only like forty years old. Oh, poor guy. So, um, but he, that was happening when he was like in. His is he getting early like a 30s. sexy like salt and pepper, or probably, is it like probably? I mean, we're garners, right? We're sexy, sexy, yeah. Sexy so, people. but uh, <laughs> no, like, and so it's just one of those things where uh, th- he's totally on that side. He's shorter, mm-hmm. like my mom's side of the family is, and then uh, you got me, and uh, <clears throat> I'm the tallest. I got the round head like my dad. Uh, they call me little Royce a lot because mm-hmm. I look like you take a picture of me um, at at 28 and a picture of my dad at 28 and they're very similar. Oh, so, is that right? Yeah. But I'm uh, more like a distant great uncle. Yeah. Like in pictures and stuff like that. Not like I don't look like my parents as much as I look like my mom's side of the family. It, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, and like and that's just funny because like I also have probably more of my mom's temperament. Oh, sure. <laughs> Sure. And so, but, uh, yeah, like, like nurture versus nature. Kind yeah, of thing. exactly. So, so. I mean, some people are like, Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, now, you know, now you're over here. So you're American and I agree in the sentiment, but I think it's important for like medical history and stuff oh, like yeah. that to kind of know where well, you're I think it's from. fascinating just yeah, to know, that, like that's true. That's true. It's just to like, to know like, okay, wow, this is when people came over here. Um, and, uh, we got some really good stories and you know what? I'm probably gonna have to cut out cause I'm going to tell this story. So probably have to cut out one of our news stories, but uh, oh, okay, yeah. That's so okay. I actually have like, and, and you know, we're really big into uh, genealogy. Uh, my dad's side of the family has just a ton of genealogy, and so we have. Well, books. yeah, I mean, you're one of eight, and I'm sure that's not like yeah. the first time that's happened in and, your family. No, actually, <laughs> no. Um, my dad, like <clears throat> his line, like the last three uh, li- uh, garners. Mm-hmm. There's been eight kids in each family, yeah, that so makes, we just that broke the chain. You... Unless I somehow oh, get eight kids, yeah, yeah. Uh, become Four the last more. one to everybody else is kind of finished. My bro- one, one brother almost got it with oh. seven, but they're done. So <laughs> yeah, seven and a dog, yeah. But but yeah, so genial- that, that means I mean you, you don't have a family tree; you have a family bush. <laughs> yes, no, and 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 that's the funny thing. Like you say, you say that, but like we have all this normal family tree stuff, like your your charts. Uh, I can't remember what you call them your normal like grid charts and stuff mm. um wheel charts all these different charts but we actually have somebody went back and actually made an actual family tree oh those are it really has cool. all these branches and these little twigs that come off and it's like and so it's really cool and it gets like to your great grandfather except for like, when like every girl that you try to date in high school you're like oh i can link you back to how are you <laughs> never mind <laughs> well actually and uh this uh, potentially i don't know if we've uh, just cut our time, but uh, in Iceland they have a really hard problem with that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because the population is so like densely yeah. populated. Most that, of the Scandinavian countries, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but Iceland in particular, because they're like just an island and stuff like that, they have an app. A, like the government has an app. Yeah, where when you start to like talk to somebody and you're interested in dating, you look each other up to, to make, make sure, sure that you're not you're related. Not, that is crazy. And they have like a they basically give you like a check or an X, and they're <laughs> like, nope, too close. That's or, awesome. Nope, you're good. That is. So cool. <laughs> that's so awesome. Um, but it's important to monitor that kind of yeah. stuff. Which no, speaking of, yeah, look exactly. at this le- legendary well, segue. Yeah, let me tell my story though first. We're gonna cut. Oh, you didn't get it. to your story. No, I didn't. Get oh my god. I said. I just said. Yeah. Oh, you man. Ca- yeah. I I just zoned <laughs> out. I'm sorry. <laughs> No. <laughs> Just kidding. So we, we have a lot of this family genealogy. So we have books and books and books and like Christmas, we get books of 
history of our people. <laughs> so, um, but I have a great, great grandmother who, um, was a, uh, uh, a feisty woman <laughs> and, uh, she lived in Fillmore, Utah. Um, and in the, they, all the key, the kids would meet in this, uh, schoolhouse. So now, how close is that to green river? Uh, it's actually probably like uh, two hours. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get maybe, my Utah maybe, yeah, genealogy. It actually, in. might be less. It might be like an hour and a half. Geography, geez. Um, but uh, there's a school, and all the kids met the school. Like this is little house in the prairie type days, right? <laughs> so um, sure, she had this son, and <laughs> and she had made him a buckskin baseball, and made out of a buck. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a baseball out of a deer. And uh, deer hide and filled it with uh, beans, and so it was. It's almost like a hacky sack, yeah, I was more than say, actual baseball. And so, but it was like a baseball. And so he was playing with it in class one day, and the school marm, the school marm, took the ball away from him and threw it into the furnace that was in the, the potbelly stove in the corner of the, sure. of the stone structure. And so he went home and he told his mom, and she was upset. Sure, Carrie Pratt Robinson to Spain. She was upset. And so she made another one for him. This time she filled it with gunpowder. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, Feisty. blew out the wall. <laughs> oh, you get away, no. you get away with that back in the 1800s. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that was I mean, my now, little... now like the, the national guard would be called. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. But, uh, yeah, now back to monitoring. Let's see. You're going back to yes, monitoring. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I had a leg. A leg Sorry. How to get that no, story no, 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 no. It was my fault. I thought you had already, I thought the story was somehow about the, the tree. Oh, the being tree made. Yeah. So that's what happens when which, you tell too many stories, right? Which was a bad story. So I was like, <laughs> like just going to try to move I mean, along. Yeah. It was, it, that's, but, it no, that was a story. much better story. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by Solicity. Solicity. Again. Yes. Monitoring For, service. Yes. Uh, it is being called website's best friend. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, and it, it's basically a perfect service for monitoring your website, whether or not it's down, whether or not it's compatible with uh, mobile devices. Other now, browsers. There's like 12 different features yeah, that it monitors. Yeah. And I will be honest with you guys. I don't know them all because it is such a complete package that it's, it, you don't have to worry about it. It does everything for you. It even tracks SEO. Yeah. So if you start to fall down on the rankings in Google, they'll let you know and they'll let you know how to help, you know, what to, what to add and what to change. Yeah. So it's got, and, and it's got SEO. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple others that we might know. Um, oh, and, uh, you know, if whether or not your internet, uh, well, if it's fast enough for yeah. average internet. Exactly. Um, um, and, oh, that what we had a lot actually lately is if your website goes down right uh, and in fact today this morning yeah. we uh, we're getting ready for the show and um we're we have a, a website we use that uh, helps us to manage our material yeah, and things it's totally and down no yeah, warning we were down for at least a half an hour and yeah. you know, we had to move on with life because uh, <laughs> life happens right. so but like yeah it's 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 so, I mean, how many how many customers do you lose when something like that happens exactly they don't and come that, back and you know what you can find that out at solicity.com and uh, find out more information yeah. and uh, let them know that uh, we sent you. So yeah. gone tripping podcast um, and uh, they monitor gone tripping podcast.com. Yes, they do. And so uh, it'll always be up and running. And if and it's not, we'll know and get it fixed quicker, quicker so that it doesn't lose us. You guys yeah. listeners. 
And uh, I, I like to think that Solicity is monitoring my whole life now. You're right. You know? Yeah, Just, exactly. I'm in its warm embrace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is your best friend. Right. So, I wake up to Solicity. I go to bed with yes. Solicity. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> Just perfect service. We yes. wouldn't lie to you guys. No, we would not. But yeah, so Solicity.com. Solicity.com. Check her out. Yeah. Well, let's head into the news. We'll yeah. uh, probably uh, cut out one of our stories there because of the, our tangent of, <laughs> <laughs> of uh, talking about Ancestry. Yeah. Well, we just want our viewers oh, to know everything our other us. sponsor, Ancestry.com or 23andMe. Uh, no. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, but seriously, and, if you guys want us also, to sponsor, thanks. you can sponsor us for yes, sure. Yes, <laughs> please hit us up. We will. Anybody who works Ancestry. Actually, I won't even say that we'll... we'll have anybody sponsor because I, I i the integrity of this podcast we will not advertise to you any product that we don't actually believe in exactly and i believe in solicity it's an awesome program. well and and 23 and me seems okay so far yeah so. and and just to be i mean because if simply cranberry juice came and said hey would you guys i i definitely would Absolutely. be i i would be like yes even though you don't love i would i might have so, some notes for them on yeah. how to help with the taste oh. but <laughs> no they're doing no, great exactly. they know what they're doing with cranberries <laughs> yeah so um i still haven't added that to my diet i know you need to i know kidney health Kidney All right, listeners, help. get on me. Yes. <laughs> uh, tweet at us. Tweet at uh, at Gontrip and Cast. Uh, Cameron, get your cranberries. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's Ren and Cam at GontripandPodcast.com. Get on him. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about said? the hashtag, yeah. Oh, the hashtag part? Know, do you yeah. even read hashtags? Yeah, I do. Do, do you? you not listen? Oh, I, okay. I don't, I don't Maybe know. I'm weird. I No, I just... I just, I knew I did, but I just. Okay. Well, everybody uh, hashtag us uh, and tell <laughs> us if you read hashtags or not. Yeah, exactly. So, all uh, right. Oh, I want to get into this one. This yeah, one, because this is kind of a continuing conversation for us. Um, so Venice is attempting to segregate tourists in the latest move to tackle overcrowding. Um, and we were talking before the show, the word segregate is kind of like a, a trigger warning. <laughs> for certain people and, and, and yeah rightfully so well it's they're just, not segregating them based on any kind of uh like background or anything like yeah. that but they're trying to basically help the locals um kind of be able to keep on their normal days while they have this huge influx of tourists especially during the summer um the population of the town is only fifty five thousand, whereas they can get daily visitors of more than that 60,000 oh, sometimes really? so I mean, can you, I mean can you imagine if Hagerstown all of a sudden had double the people in it oh I, I, I've seen towns I mean Sturgis South Dakota oh uh, yeah every August beginning uh, first week in August uh for about three weeks usually starts about the end of July but uh it goes from a town of like 3,500 people to uh, they pretty much board up their houses and get out of town. Right. And, that's, and, and then that's they have like Venice, a million bikers that come in. <laughs> right. That's what the, the locals in Venice are based there and they're protesting too. Oh, really? Um, yeah. The uh, Venice government tried to put in uh, turnstiles to, to help because um, they would count. And then when it got to a certain point, they would have people detour. So they would avoid that street or something mm. like that. And uh, people ripped them out, seeing them as a way of like, stopping locals from using their own streets and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Right. So they, they've been replaced, but it, it's this so it's kind a, of ongoing struggle. So that sounds like a thing of like them trying to step in to do something to help and actually doesn't help. Like, exactly. <laughs> and and with something like this, it's so delicate because yeah. you're, you're trying to, it, like Venice can't start turning away tourists. It's 
I mean, it, almost the only reason it exists at this point is right. for the tourist attraction. And I, I've been to Venice. Those streets are extremely narrow. So it, it really is this kind of like, y- you can't, you can't give too much. You can't take too much in the yeah. sense that like, yeah, we want the streets to be filled with tourists, but we also need people to be able to get to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to run these restaurants and these things that people want to do. And, and I mean, that's just, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I don't know. When I was it's... there, I stayed in a hostel, like off the beaten path and even like getting out the door in the morning, you know, I, when we first would leave the hostel, the streets are totally empty. Yeah. Trying to get back at noon. We couldn't find our place. Oh, it sounds like uh, rush hour in any, yeah, exactly. uh, any place in the United States. Right. And, <laughs> but it's so weird because everybody's walking and riding yeah, bikes. So right. It's, so it's even yeah, it's crazy. You, you wouldn't think of it as I've like, never been to Venice, but I've just heard and, and seen like you see movies about how small the streets are yeah, it really and is. how it's I mean, easy to get lost. It just wasn't designed. Yeah. And I've been, I've gotten lost. I know I've talked about that on and the podcast. Let's before. be honest. No place is designed for tourism. Right. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's Any it place is what it is. worth going to wasn't designed for it. And, <laughs> I, and I feel like this is a classic case of, um, of, uh, what do you call it? If people stopped coming to Venice, there'd be a story about, Oh. Not enough people are coming to Venice for tourism, and right, so all of a sudden right. the infrastructure is falling. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's, darned if you do, darned yeah, if you don't. Yeah, and so it's one of those things where, um, yeah, I'd be, I, I think I'd be, and I don't know if this is true. So anybody in Venice that might be listening, yeah, that's frustrated with the whole situation. I guess my question is, are they more frustrated? with the government going, oh, it's overpopulated, so we're going to put these turnstiles in and try to do these things that are making it harder for the locals, or are the locals more upset with all the tourists? Yeah, I think from, and if you are listening and you're Venice and you're pulling your hair out, uh, listening to us talk about this, uh, please call in, or (laughs) at least email us or something. (laughs) Hashtag us. (laughs) Um, I I think for them, it's mostly this idea that they're always being pushed to the side in favor mm. of tours like tourists and and what they need and stuff like that yeah and a lot of the protests uh when they were pulling out the turnstiles they were saying this is not venice land you know saying yeah. like it's becoming an amusement park almost like this well, is where we live Turnstiles, that's how it would be like exactly I, it's not I, an I, elegant solution i feel like with tourism and that's where again like I, i'm just curious uh, i if we could find something from venice i'd be interested to hear what they had to say because yeah. i look at it and i go okay so is the government worried about you know, oh, we want to kind of like the airlines we talked about a few weeks back, where they're trying to get smaller seats in there, so like you're almost standing up in oh, these amusement rides. So, are they putting these turnstiles in to so more tourism come 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 can come in? Right, right. And and that's where I'd be frustrated as somebody who lives in Venice as a local because I'm going like, no, knock it off. Um, like, yeah, let, it's gonna let it let people go. Man, this is really, really um, uh, crowded. I'm gonna go somewhere else. And, yeah, and and move on and, and, and I guess the, the major question is like can a place like Venice survive that like time in between where they like let the the crowds kind of you know they the open the gates and let the crowds do whatever they are going to do can can the city like well they have make it for a long that? time like i mean venice sure been, sure but Ven- now uh they're having a lot of issues with locals like leaving you know and they're they're actually oh, having like, like a bit of a housing crisis oh really? okay, yeah but okay. it, for i mean Venice was always going to have housing issues. They're yeah. on, they're literally built on water. So in a lot of ways it, they can't expand. That's really the issue is that right. it, Venice well, is such like a choke. But point. that's where I'm confused. Why? So people are leaving Venice 
and putting turnstiles and doesn't feel like it's something that's kind of right. You know right. What I it's mean? gonna like, hurt the the tourism. Yeah, it's probably more of one of those things yeah. where you know, hey, uh, is it gonna make it better or it's going to? Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's gonna work itself out out the less that you try to. Yeah, by con- trying to segregate control or control or mm-hmm. try to deem it out. Um, yeah, and and kind of let it work itself out. I agree with that. And I think that these places, especially going into the future, this is only going to get worse. These problems. Uh, I think going into the future, these governments need to realize that happy locals is something that tourists want too. Yeah. As much as like they want, you know, safe walking places and they want easy transportation and they want shopping and restaurants that nobody will be happy with that if there's not a single local in the area you know it, it, then it, then it will be disneyland it, exactly and it'll just be this like place that was built and is got like not real people operating it yeah <laughs> well and i don't know what the you know economy part of it is but i feel yeah, like it's it's you know you got tourism like that um man maybe we move to venice and open up a shop because right? it sounds like <laughs> we could probably get you know make a good living yeah um, well, yeah <laughs> so yeah, I mean, my time in Venice was it was pretty eye opening because it was like obviously it's it's Italy, so it's you know a totally yeah. developed country. You know they they know what they're doing, but Venice, it, all of a sudden, it felt like you were because of the limitations of the city, like yeah. the literal just water in the way. There was so many issues just stemming from like the, I I can't tell you how many times I saw people like step off the path into the water. Oh yeah, there's not, there's not railings everywhere, and they're you know <laughs> they, they they like grew too quickly for themselves. I think yeah, and I think that's that's where you'll kind of have these growing pains, especially. Like, oh yeah, Paris is going to be fine for a while. New York City is going to be fine, like right. having over tourism. But well, it's been happening for decades and decades. Yeah, yeah, and, they, and they're I, just in a better spot, like yeah, geographically. I think. Well, and that's where I think like you have enough of that happening. You're, it's going to thin thin mm-hmm. out people from coming. Hopefully, and yeah. and I don't know if there's like like you said, the infrastructure's not there to go and like build railings. I'm sure it probably ruin Venice. And right, not, right. Yeah, not, exactly. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be as so, like aesthetically. You would like ruin it by trying to help. Exactly. And I think that's what you were saying, like by yeah. trying to control it. I Maybe the solution is just uh, these governments saying like, okay, yeah, Venice is great, but let's start building up these other cities to start attracting these tourists, you know, instead of finding ways to deal with them when they're there, find different places for them to go, you know, start visiting these small towns or uh, even countries that people don't visit yet. I yeah. Mean, maybe that's what we need to do to start you know, making uh, better destinations elsewhere. <laughs> well, but like, it's the same thing. Like people want to go to Venice because Venice right. said we're for lovers. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you go and you go to ride the, in the canals. Gone, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, you, you can't like, Oh, we want you to come here, but then don't, or, you know, we want you to come here, but not too many of you. Yeah. It's mixed like, signals, Venice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things where, I, yeah. I think most of it 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 work it will thin itself out if they just let it kind of go. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely not smart enough to give them no. a good solution, but I definitely don't think that that what they're doing is the yeah, right way. Yeah, turnstiles is. Yeah, I, I agree with or the segregation. Yeah. yeah, segregating. No, um, right, and but, then like, and you know what? The, the locals, if they don't like it, they can get mean, and then people are like, well, don't travel to Venice. The locals are mean, you know, mm, and that's true. That's okay. It's okay. Like right. Um, people say that about Paris. Yeah, exactly. Uh, New York. Uh, yeah, a lot of absolutely places. about New York. Yeah, so, especially if you're in a taxi. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> let's uh, head over to this other one because this yeah. one really kind of piques my interest. Yeah, this um, one's interesting. I like, yeah, this one's all over the place for yeah, me. Um, the, so first off, uh, it's about tiny shampoo bottles 
are disappearing from hotel rooms and not because guests are taking them. Right. Not like so, actually just disappearing. Like yeah, they're being so phased out. <laughs> I read that article and I was like, I read that headline and I'm like, wait a second. Just a bunch of emotions rushed through. <laughs> Tons. <laughs> and as I got into it, I'm going, oh, seriously? I mean, I get the idea. But at the same time, um, I, I, w- with my travel, I, like, I have some clothes I'll take with me. And then I have my like, the one thing that I always have to have whether I'm camping or whatever is my, my, um, oh, I, what do you call it? Toiletry, toiletry kit. Yeah. My toiletry it's bag. important. And I depended <laughs> on those bottles of shampoo, um, being there for me and sure. those bars of soap. So, um, what they've decided they're going to do, um, it's, uh, hotel, hotel moguls, such as intercontinental hotels, holiday Inn, candlewood suites, Marriott. So that's all the yeah, courtyard by Marriott, Fairfield, Spring Hill suites. Um, are replacing those tiny bottles of shampoo, conditioner, and body gel that you find in pretty much all hotel rooms. The tiny bottles will replace the large bottles with pumps attached to the wall. The chains say that these multi-use bottles are more uh, environmentally friendly, eliminate the need for guests to call the front desk for more toiletries, and don't have small caps that can fall down uh, drains that would could potentially cause a backup in plumbing. Mm. So... The only one that I can accept out of those excuses is the environmentally friendly part. And right. that's huge coming from me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I can understand that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, okay, then cancel it all. Mm, no, not necessarily. But, like, the other ones, I feel like they're like, okay, they've been doing these shampoo bottles and stuff for years. <laughs> and then all of a sure, sudden, like, plumbing sure. issues are all of a sudden happening. Yeah. Um, I, most of those lids won't go down the drains that I've seen at hotels because right. there's not a big enough gap for it. <laughs> um, I guess maybe people like flush them because oh, they're tiny. Th- yeah. I guarantee you they flush so many other yeah, right, different things. Exactly. Like that's it's the last thing. Toilet. Yeah. It's the last thing that's getting ruined. <laughs> um, um, like the, and the environmental friendly thing, I think it's even more so than just like, them having to always make those little bottles and yeah. they just have this thing that they refill. But it's also that, um, whenever you go into a hotel room and they have the little bottles, like I never touch them cause I, yeah. I always bring my own stuff and that's just how I do it. Um, but whenever you don't use them, they still have to throw it away cause they don't know. If well, you didn't see use that's it. to me the system problem. Yes. And that's <laughs> what I was going to say is that to it's, me, you could have solved that issue by making it an opt in thing. Exactly. I wouldn't have noticed if there were one, like little bottles you would and you'd call the front desk yeah you just put a card there that says if you would like and and but like that way there's less calling the front desk seriously like you don't want your front desk to interact with your your customers that doesn't sound like a good good model we don't want to spend a bunch of money on uh concierge people on the front desk it's like well what else i mean other than people to help clean up and i feel like you're getting rid of customer service because that's that's one of the things like my biggest complaints about some hotels is the front desk like a lot of times I'll have good front desk. I used to work at a hotel out of the front desk. Mm. There's, I know the difference between mm. bad front desk and good front sure. desk. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Kathy and how she's like, yeah, we ran over and got macaroni and cheese for the kid. And, right. and it, like, that's customer service. That's, yeah, and that we difference. miss that in this automated world. And so now you're saying, well, we want one less reason for anybody to interact. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons we're getting rid of it. Um, as far as the, uh, the, the opt-in part of it that makes a lot of sense. Um, the, the, the things, uh, cost wise is probably another thing like, Oh, it costs us to have a bunch of that. Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's you know really many, what it is. Do you know how many, do you know how many companies out there, um, 
you'd be able to get samples from and say, Hey, it doesn't have to have our name on it. You know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're wanting to, you got a new shampoo. You want to start it up, give us some samples sure. and, and we'll, we'll have them available. Do you know what they, every time I go to a hotel, uh, here's a tip. <laughs> oh, here we go. every time I go to a hotel, um, I always will ask for a toothbrush, <laughs> toothpaste, uh, shaving cream and razors. Huh? And that's, they provide all that stuff for free. Uh, most of them do. Wow. And, and what, the, but the way they get them is because crest will come and say, Hey, we're going to give you a bunch of samples just like they do with the dentist. Oh. And, and so they have these little travel packs that they're not paying for. They're these smart, you know, companies are going, you know what we're going to go give. And a lot of times it's just a, you know, one of those foil packs of toothpaste and, um, uh, that you rip open. It's like a one time or two time use. You can fold it up and use it again, but it's not a full tube of toothpaste. Oh, nice. Um, same thing with the shaving cream. They'll even have those foil packs of shaving cream that you open up and squeeze out. And Oh wow. Yeah. I didn't know that and at then, all. And then the razor, your throwaway razor razors. But, sure. Um, well, uh, here's a tip for you. Yeah. Same, same, uh, vein. Um, if you go to the desk and you forgot your phone charger or whatever, oh yeah, they most likely have one. Oh really? Yeah, because that's super cool. Everybody leaves their phone charger, so they have like 40, 50 of these things <laughs> sitting there. In the Last time phone. I was at a hotel, <laughs> I uh, I had a phone charger, but my brother didn't, and we went down to the front desk. I asked him if they had any just lying around or if they had any, if they knew where we could buy one, the guy like pulled out this bin and I'm telling you like a literal, like lost and found bin and it was just phone chargers. That's so cool. And he's like, (laughs) what phone you got? Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) That was all he wanted to know. It took about 20 minutes to get through all of them. Right, exactly. And they were all tangled up. It was like this, there needs to be a better system. Yeah. But they did that same thing though with, with the shampoo conditioners and that kind of stuff of, you know, Hey, it's available at the front desk if you want it. Oh, right. I can understand that. Yeah. Don't get rid of them completely. Like this right. thing on the wall that's like a, yeah. a, a soap dispenser when you go to the bathroom at you know, your local park. Oh, gosh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like nasty it's, enough. It says like, it's supposed yeah. to be automatic, but and you can't get it to come out. Exactly. And like a lot of times it's empty. And, and or it's just like it's the nozzle has been totally like completely sealed with yeah. soap and you're just adding on top of it. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and then it's I mean, they're messy. There's always a mess everywhere. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm bummed because I, I literally, and you can call me cheap. I know there's people out there going like, he gets a toothbrush and they're like, Hey, they're, they're free samples. They I go mean, in my, with how much you're paying for those hotels. I know. Well, and, and it's like I said, it always it. goes in my toiletry bag and then I never have to go to the travel section of Walmart and sure. you know, pay and, a dollar. And, and, and otherwise <laughs> that stuff would be thrown away. And that's, it's, and so that's where I can understand doing these nozzles and stuff yeah. where it gets into the line where they're like and we're trying to be more lazy and yeah. not answer so many phone calls i'm like come on yeah like it, this is an excuse to be less hospitable yeah <laughs> well, see when you're and you brought up the fact of like throwing them away just be, even though nobody used them and it's just yeah, like that's really seriously sad. i mean they have seals on them so if somebody i can understand like worrying about somebody tampering with them but yeah the seal's not broken on it like come on yeah, and th- it's no different than it's on a store shelf yeah we need to get past like i think that was like such an old way of thinking like yeah. that oh well since nobody used it just toss it you know yeah and and it, they do that with like you know uh silverware and stuff like that at restaurants oh, if you don't you use it the worst wash it and stuff. i used to work i used to work for coca-cola <laughs> again mm. i already said this before but <laughs> Um, I watched as, uh, I was in the back of the store getting stuff to fill off the shelves and there was two 
huge grocery baskets full of bacon. What? Yeah. And at the Coke factory? No, no, this is a, a store. Oh, so, okay. Like, yeah, like the store. Okay. Yeah, back of the store, they have all the different products that are on the shelves. I was like, totally bad. I was like, whoa. So, yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm back there getting the stuff to put on, like, take out and put on the shelves. And, and I was with my buddy, and both of us are big meat eaters. Hmm. So, um, we're sitting there and there's these huge bags of bacon and they have the door pulled up and they're just tossing bags of bacon into the dumpster. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, Oh, it expired yesterday. And I'm looking at the bacon and like, I'm not a like scientist, but I can look at it and go, it's okay. Right. And I'm going, well, can I, can I buy some of that? And they're like, no, we can't, we can't sell it. Can you give it to me? No, we can't legally give it to you. We have to, it has to go in the dumpster. And I'm going, seriously, all that bacon could go to the shelters. That, like, seriously. That is like, and they one could of have the bre- bacon for breakfast tomorrow morning mm-hmm. at the shelter. <laughs> and it, so I've, I mean? I've, I've actually looked into that quite a bit because yeah. it's, it's one of the, like, the more sickening things that we do is like, we throw away all of this food. Yeah. And if you ask, like, you know, grocery store owners and restaurant owners why they throw so much food away, they're like, oh, well, you know, if we give this to somebody, if we sell it to somebody, if we give it to a shelter and somebody gets sick, you know, we're liable. We could be sued for that. And that has never happened in the history well, of the United it's law. States. It's law. What? It's law. You can't do that with food. So any, if, if food is considered out of date. They can't oh, just give oh, to the, they sure. can't just give it to the shelter. Sure. Uh, they can't just give it to. But they'll um, even get rid of fruit that's perfectly fine and like still like in it, date. But it's because like you know there's some kind of like cosmetic issue with it, like right. there's a bruise or something like that. But yeah, if it's out of date, I I can understand not selling it. But right. Especially when somebody like you comes up and says, "Can I have that?" Like, well, no, we have to put it in the dumpster, and then you have to go and fish it out of the dumpster. No, you can't. Have, like, they have a lock on it. Like, sure. It's, well, yeah, yeah. Of course. So that's what I'm saying. It's it, there's, there's government laws that hmm. that sit in the way of being able to think smart. Really? And so, yeah. In America specifically, or yeah, is in like... America specifically. Oh, okay. And so there's actually other countries that I've read. I can't remember off the top of my head. I wish we had our. Uh, producer here that could look yeah. it up but uh, <laughs> uh but yeah like the um there, there's so many uh, and going off another tangent but there's so many different ways that we could uh with food feed people mm, <laughs> instead of right. wasting we're just it. yeah we're just so silly about it I exactly like. we're, we're, we're all playing by these like weird rules that exactly we set up and food it was a and, lot more plentiful and it, and if if there's protections and and that's really when you talk about restaurants and that kind of stuff they it hasn't happened. You can say it's never happened in the history of the world, but there's been multiple times where lawsuits have happened. So it doesn't it just has to happen once or somebody convinced like this is, this has happened. Mm. And so it almost needs laws need to be created kind of like Utah did with the, um, free range parenting. Oh, right. <laughs> they weren't, they didn't put it in there because like, Hey, th- th- this needs to happen. They put it in there to protect it from going. Cause there's been, it's been happening in other parts of the country where a kid is out playing in the backyard unsupervised and that, and they call the cops and the cops show up and arrest the parents. Yeah. So that, so Utah created that law to protect so that they can't go after these parents for letting their kids play in their backyard, their own backyard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, and so that's almost what has to happen is, is there has to be protections against, you know what food, goes to these shelters it's inspected 
and it goes out, but you can't sue somebody <laughs> for trying to do good. Actually, in October 1st in 1996, President Clinton signed an act to encourage donation of food and grocery products to nonprofit organizations. And this law protects from liability uh, of the organization from that nonprofit. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know about expired food, though. But, expired well, food, but, I think, and, is and, different. Yeah, there's expired food, but then there's also used food. Oh, so, yeah. so if they, they have sure. like, uh, you know, if it, they have the canned food drives, which happens all the time, right? Sure. Um, but if you have, uh, which would make sense cause there's a lot of canned food and at my house, they're canned food that expired, but we'd still eat it. Definitely. And so, cause I mean, those expiration I, I, dates are like, obviously like way ahead of where they, they, they really should be. Right. They're super protections. Yeah. And so, which is, um, you know, that's what you want from an expiration date. Yeah. But I wish it was a little bit more honest. Yeah. But I don't think it protects restaurants mm. if they, so they bring out all this food and they have their food, uh, that they, they they're using that day. Uh-huh. I don't think they can sit there and go, okay, we're going to take our leftovers, take it down to the shelter for you eaten and they're protected. I think it's for, uh, only for like shelf life food. So like canned, huh? but that's where, uh, you probably have to look more into that. Yeah, I will. But, I will have to look more into that. Yeah. I guess it's not really having anything to do with travel, but <laughs> going well, back I, to the shampoo bottles. Yeah. The real aggregate uh, yeah. aggravation here. Yeah. The real aggravation Give is us shampoo our bottles. Tiny bottles. I want my tiny bottles. <laughs> tiny bottles. <laughs> tiny bubbles. You know that song? Tiny bubbles. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, but yeah. like. I was like, oh man, we're going to have to end this show again with me having to listen to this song. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I am, I, I'm bummed. Um, and, uh, I didn't see the hotels I usually stay at when I do stay at hotels. Okay. Um, on that list. And so I hope they stay strong. <laughs> well, and you can still have tiny bottles if you go camping. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you just got to provide them yourself. I know. Uh, <laughs> But the other thing that's really nice about those tiny bottles is flying. Like true, and that's it, they're always underweight or under ounceage. So, um, and so, uh, I can't I, rip one of those big ones off the wall and take it with me anymore. No, <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> if maybe I, if I'm driving. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't put up uh, too much of a deposit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I, and I've gone, gone to the I'm store gonna... and bought like now they're selling like little tiny plastic bottles that you can fill your yeah. own stuff with. I think that's kind of the best solution for that. Yeah. But that's, I think, what the hotel should do, too, is they should just give you a little bottle. Because, I mean, like, now you can, what, take a plastic bag and just go sit there and pump it into the plastic bag and take that with you? Like, yeah, you could do that. Is that better for the environment? No. 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 But, uh, yeah. This is a lot of of give and take that we've talked about today. I need my tiny bobbles. Tiny bobbles. Tiny (laughs) bobbles. Tiny bottles (laughs) of shampoo. Which is funny because everybody who has seen me, I don't have much hair. So you're probably sitting here. I'm surprised you haven't brought that up yet. (laughs) That's funny. You have not brought that up yet. Salt in the wound kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But you have such a lovely beard. You still need shampoo. Yeah. It's funny because I don't have much hair. And... uh, well, I've um, never seen you with your shirt off, but I have a few guesses about how hairy you must Sasquatch. be. Sasquatch. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be Sasquatch. <laughs> yes. So, but uh, so I do. I do use shampoo, but I almost use shampoo like body wash. This is getting too personal. Where I just, <laughs> oh, I just well, lather up and just sure. Like, hey. you're, well, you're, if you're covered in hair, I, I always think same. it's funny. It's like uh, I got shampoo for my hair and they got body wash for my body, and like you can tell me as much as you want that. It's, you know, formulated for, right. but it's all soapy. Well, like, and, <laughs> and this is a totally tangent too, but I don't understand guys shampoo that claims to be two in one shampoo and conditioner. Mm-hmm. Like how is that 
possible. Shampoo like strips your hair of yeah. the natural oils and conditioner is supposed to put it back. Yeah. There's no way you could do that at the exact, exact same, same time. time right. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they figured out some kind of crazy you, science with you hair. Know what the best shampoo know. out on the market is for women with long hair. Oh, what is it? Should ask your friend Alex. But it's called uh, Tail and Mane. It's actually horse hair shampoo. Really? Yeah. And I, I worked at a country store and people would come in and literally like, I'm looking for a uh, mane and tail. Like, oh, what kind of horse do you have? Oh, it's not for my horse, for my wife. She really likes it. It's like the best shampoo ever. And wow. I've ran into multiple people that like literally, and so it's almost kind of gone into a market where they have two markets. They have the horse market and the human market, but it's still called mane and tail. That is insane. So yeah. I can't. Yeah, what did they start calling it like after that? Like mane no, and ponytail, you know? No, it's like, mane and tail. It's yeah, like they just kept. it. I don't know what so, they would change it to. That's crazy. Guess, oh, I'm curious about what the scent is. It's just a normal scent. Like it's not anything special. Oh, okay. But I, I mean, see, my my shampoo is eucalyptus. Ooh, it's a good. I, I like a good e- natural. Yeah, scent. I like eucalyptus. Um, <laughs> the uh, that's too much information. Yeah. Right. No, seriously. <laughs> But uh, next week's show will come from the shower. No, show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I think that's a wrap for today. Yeah. Uh, kind of some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed good talking episode. to Kathy. Yeah, Kathy and, was a great guest. Uh, yeah, we'll get some pictures up. Have to and, get her uh, back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah you're in southern Utah. Stop at Ray's Tavern. Yeah. Get yourself a burger and, and or And really steak. just, you know, take that to heart. And when you're on, when you're traveling, you might be passing, you know, a thousand green rivers and not even yeah. realize it. it. You Well, you are literally right. passing thousands of green rivers <laughs> and they all have something unique. Right. And, um, and if they're anything try. like Kathy, they're, they're trying to please you as much as possible yeah. and they're going to go above and beyond every single time. And, and you might not know what it is may not know what they have, what their food's going to be like, but, yeah. you know, Let's make it an adventure. Right. Right. I'm a vegetarian and I, I will walk into a restaurant and sit down and see what they got, you know? Fries alone. I can't, mean, yeah, yeah, it can't hurt. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I guess. well, you guys enjoy yourselves. Uh, have a good weekend. Yeah. Travel. Go somewhere, even if it's 30 minutes away. Yeah, go somewhere go that somewhere, scares <clears> you. Go somewhere new. <laughs> Make every trip an adventure. Make every trip an adventure. And uh, as my parents always say, remember who you are and don't let it get you down. No. We won't leave you with that. <laughs> we won't leave you with that. Yeah. No. We'll leave you with a nice peace be the journey. Peace be the journey, my friends. Contripping my wagoneer and I. Contripping reading the road signs. Contripping one playlist at a time. Contripping odometers ticking my mountain I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I I, I am gone tripping